Switch and Board is a brand new podcast studio in downtown D.C. With the ability to record and live stream up to five speakers at a time, Switch and Board can get your podcast off the ground or take it to the next level. Go to switchandboard.com for details or follow them on Instagram at switchandboard. Fish Food, a podcast from Little Fish Accounting. I'm your host, Keila Hill Trawick, and today we are going to talk about what happens when you don't have support for the income and expenses that you want to claim on your tax return. Um, unlike other episodes, we're going to skip the um, initial vocabulary words because all of this today is going to be really straightforward. They will be words that you have heard before and understand, and really just wanting to give some information on what happens when you want to be able to report your income and expenses on your tax returns, but don't necessarily have all of the paperwork to back that up directly. So we'll start with a statistic. Um, The IRS estimates that one-third of the annual tax gap is due to underreported income or overstated deductions on the Schedule C. The Schedule C, if you remember from earlier episodes, is the form that self-employed individuals fill out to reflect their income and expenses for their business. Um, And what that means is in the arena of taxes where not enough tax is being paid versus what the IRS expects to receive, they expect that a third of that is coming from self-employed individuals who are either not reporting enough income or are reporting too much in expenses or expenses that they shouldn't be able to deduct. But what if, through no fault of your own, you're unable to provide support for your income and expenses? Um, Should that mean that you're not to file a return or that you can't take advantage of the income and expenses that you have incurred throughout the year? The answer is no. Um, And we're going to walk through what you can do to support your transactions and also kind of some tips on how to make sure that you're handling this in the best way. If you need to keep good records and haven't been already, a good accountant is going to walk you through how to do so. Um, Some tips that I always give are to one, track as you go. So you do not want to come to the end of the year and suddenly have to pull everything together in order to indicate what you've incurred throughout the year. You really want to be keeping up with that as we go through the months. Um, The second thing that I say is save support. Sometimes that is in the method of receipts. Sometimes that means you're saving invoices or online emails that you've received. But the idea is that you have that on hand so that if you needed to provide backup for what you're asking for, you can do so pretty easily. And that leads into the last tip, which is to have it at hand. Either have it in an online storage platform, a folder, um, whether that's an electronic folder or a hard copy folder. You really want to have everything accessible to you so that should you have to support that later, whether because of an IRS request or otherwise, you can do so without having to go back and search for it again. So the first step that I always tell people when they're trying to pull together their income and expenses for the year are to look at the Schedule C categories. Um, That's going to do a couple of things for you. The first thing is it will give you a place to start. So you can look at all of the categories. You can see kind of what buckets your expenses generally will fall into. It's obviously not an exhaustive list. So based on the type of business you have, you may have some other expenses that don't 
easily fall within one of those lines. But it's really going to give you a starting place for what types of expenses you should be able to deduct and at least get to jog your memory on what things you should be looking for to support those expenses. The next thing to check is what support do you already have? Um, sometimes we think, well, I don't have an online um, cloud accounting system. I don't have anything, so I'm just starting at zero. But really, you get a lot of things that you probably don't even think of as tax support. So one of the obvious ones is government documents. Do you have W-2s or 1099s? real estate documents or rental property documents that would show how much you've earned in income throughout the year. Um, other ways that you could support income are bank statements, deposit slips, something showing that money went into the bank that would help us estimate how much income you made for the year. You might also be able to look at invoices. This is especially true if you don't use cloud accounting or some other invoicing system and maybe send them as a PDF or some other document type through an email. You can look at that um, and maybe be able to bring together some idea of an estimation of how much you made from that business alone. Receipts are really good ways to uh, determine what you've spent in expenses. As I've said before, you can also use your bank and credit card statements and lay out all of your expenses and, again, trying to categorize them within the Schedule C categories that are on that list. One of the last ones is if you pay for a rental space, you can also look at a lease so you can determine how much you would have paid in rental payments throughout the year. And the same goes for if you have a rental property. If you're trying to determine how much you made in rent, you can look at the lease for the tenants that you had throughout the year. And you shouldn't even have to estimate really at that point because you know what the monthly rate was and how many months they were in the property. Once you've looked over what you have, you want to determine what is still missing. The first question that I always ask is, if it's missing, can we get it? And that may be from anywhere, like asking the IRS for tax transcripts for previous years. You can also look at state and local agencies for things like state income tax returns or real estate property taxes. Um, you can also request from previous jobs. So if you used to be a contractor or an employee at a place and you need some documentation to show how much money you made that year, they can maybe reissue you a W-2 or 1099 that you can use to file your taxes. Once we have all of the documents that we're going to get, the next question is, what can we estimate? Um, there is a rule that the IRS follows called the Cohen Rule, which says that when the taxpayer establishes that the taxpayer paid or incurred deductible expenses but cannot establish the amount of the deduction to which the taxpayer is entitled, the taxpayer may be allowed to estimate the amount allowable. So what that essentially means is if you can determine that you have incurred an expense and you want to be able to deduct it, but you don't have everything you need to directly support it, you can make reasonable estimates and be able to claim those on your tax return as well. In terms of sources that we can estimate from, we can look almost anywhere that would give an indication of what you were doing in your business. And so we can start with things like your calendar. Who did you meet with? What types of projects were you on at that time? What types of places did you have to travel back and forth to? Where did these show up on your calendar? And we can make some estimates from there about expenses that would have been incurred. 
You can also use apps that you'd be using anyway. So parking apps, rideshare apps, um, online maps, all of those tools will give you some indication of expenses that you might be entitled to deduct that you might not have otherwise had some backup for. There are a couple of rules with this. The one or the first one is you have to establish that you are entitled to the deduction. So as we've talked about in previous episodes, the way that you know that something is deductible in a very broad sense is that it is ordinary and necessary in your course of business. And so first of all, it has to be deductible. And then second, was it paid for your business? If you can meet those two, you can, depending on your situation, pretty much establish that you should be able to deduct that expense. The second thing to know is that the burden of proof lies on the taxpayer to provide support and calculations. So when you send in your estimates, your job is to send in the support documentation that lies behind that. Um, Remember that even if you have a tax preparer, you ultimately sign your tax return, which makes you responsible for them. And so you want to make sure that any number that you don't have direct support for, you are able to easily explain where that number came from. There are a couple of types of estimates that are prohibited, um, and I will list those for you now. Meals, travel, gifts, and listed property. So like real property, buildings, condos, houses, things like that. So know that if you don't have direct support for these expenses, you are not going to be able to claim those. Um, If you do claim them and you get asked about them by the IRS, they could reduce that deduction down to an including zero where you would not get credit for that. So just to recap, if you have incurred expenses or earned income throughout the year that you do not have direct support for, that does not mean that you can't claim it on your tax return. In fact, when it comes to income, you're required to claim it whether you have backup for it or not. So you're going to look for all of the documents that you can that can directly support your number. And if that doesn't cover the entirety of your income and your expenses, then we're going to move on to try to get some estimates together. Those estimates need to be reasonable. Um, You can look at peer articles, um, online journals or tables that kind of give you a sense in your industry of maybe what types of expenses are incurred. You can also look at your own invoicing um, and receivables information to see what you should have been paid throughout the year to make that estimate. But again, at the end of the day, you just want to make sure that whatever estimates you come up with in alongside the information that you actually had backup for, you're able to not only provide that, but also explain it to the IRS should they come back and ask so that you can defend your decision to use these estimates to create your tax return. Thank you for listening to Fish Food. If you want to find out more about Little Fish Accounting, you can find us at littlefishaccounting.com or you can see us on Instagram at littlefishaccounting. public service announcement from Little Fish Accounting. I am a certified public accountant, but not necessarily your accountant. For details on your specific situation, please contact us to become a client or an accountant in your area to give you specific advice on your needs. You can find this and all upcoming episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud.